Dr. Wilson, can I talk to you about something in confidence? Of course. It's about house. Oh, no. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, a podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. I'm Chris, and joining me on this holiday binge are my friends Brian. Hey! And John. Hello. It's not lupus. It's not. It's never lupus. Wait, did they say it was lupus this episode? They didn't. No. They didn't. That was a Christmas gift to the viewers for this episode. It's that it wasn't fucking lupus. Right, let Chris intro the episode. <laughs> well, if you haven't deduced already... Uh, we are going to be talking about House today, and this is the third episode of our 20-episode stroll through Christmas-themed television. If this is your first episode, welcome. For everyone else, welcome back, especially those of you that soldiered through our previous episode all about Digimon. I'm sure you enjoyed that as much as we did. But before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to do a little Christmas cheer check-in with my co-hosts, see how they're doing as we approach the holiday season. So we're about one week out from Thanksgiving. So how's everybody doing today, boys? John, you want to take the reins on this one? It's not Christmas. It won't be Christmas for another two weeks. Hold your horses. I mean, it won't even be Christmas in two weeks. It'll just be December. Well, legal Christmas, which begins in December. Yeah, we're, yeah. Getting, we're getting far closer than we currently are. But I am feeling thankful for you two gentlemen. And Hugh Laurie. And Hugh Jackman. And uh, Kurt Russell's daughter. Is her name Hugh? No. What? No. What? Isn't it Hugh, Carrie? Hugh, Hugh Russell the Smoke Show. <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> well, shit, now I gotta look this up. You guys continue with the intro. I'm gonna look up this Russell character. <laughs> okay, well, good luck with that. I'm glad to hear you guys are able to keep Christmas at bay outside of this podcast, of course. But I have to admit, as much as I like to hold off on Christmas until after Thanksgiving, my walls are definitely starting to crumble. You know, you got the Hallmark movies popping up. You got Christmas decorations appearing. It gets kind of tough. It's a tough life, yeah. You uh, You can't back it off. You can't deny it any longer and holy shit it's not kurt russell's daughter it's jennifer morrison ah shit i'm still so confused on how we got to kurt russell's daughter never been more confused in my life and i'm very dumb well you know what it's gonna be the listeners who are gonna validate me and the listeners who helped me get through this time listeners don't do this don't make don't don't encourage more of this. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. There is no way. There's no way that the listeners should be held responsible for your fuck-ups. They they're not responsible for my fuck-ups. How dare you burden them with that? They are just here to help me get through this troubling time. As a man, as a podcaster, and as a house fan who didn't know the right actress for the right character. Well, that's on you, Brian. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. And you should suffer alone. But it's Christmas, said nobody in this episode. Almost like this episode wasn't made for Christmas. And Mm. then they just realized, ah, shit. 
the season runs into Christmas. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys are ready to begin talking about this episode, so let's get into it. As a reminder, there's only two rules for what gets covered on this podcast, and boy howdy, are we going to be stretching one of those rules today, but... <laughs> We have to watch an episode that has at least a tangential connection to Christmas, and it must be relatively easy to stream. Listeners, which one of those points was strained in this episode? Stay tuned to find out. We just strain one per episode, really. We really do. I mean, at this rate, we've really only hit it on Gilmore Girls, to be honest. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, last week we fucked up on the streaming bit, and... Uh, this episode with the Christmas, yep. not so much. But we will get to that, because today, the episode selector has gifted us with... Deception from House. Dun dun dun. Oh, no one wanted to do a roadhouse there? I thought for sure I was going to get a roadhouse. No, like, I'm, I'm trying to not be as, like... Try not to show everyone how fucking near 30 I am by referencing Family Guy as much. So, <laughs> so we're just going to try to not. I'm going to try to not. Hey, you do you, man. Roadhouse. No, it's too late. It's too late, Brian. What? No, it's never too late. You can always save Roadhouse. Roadhouse is like yeet. You can always use it. Oh, dear can't. God. No. You can't use yeet. Don't pee. Don't be prejudiced against my use of yeet. We are too old to eat. We have, we are not allowed any eating. We can maybe, maybe Kobe, and we probably shouldn't even be doing that. We can no. Kobe because of Chappelle's show. I prefer Jordan. Jordan. But the the Kobe bit is that he's he's a bad bad man who committed sex crimes, and then he throws the condom away. And then it's Kobe. Like, Michael Jordan, though a bad man, to my knowledge, did not commit any sex crimes. No. Did he? Let's hope not. Well, we'll find out, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe it'll come out next week. Who knows? Yeah. I honestly was not aware that that was the origin of that <laughs> until just now. I don't know now. if it's like the origin of Kobe for kids, but yeah, it's like a Chappelle show skit about like getting people. Ironically, it's like people signing a contract for consent. Because, like, the Kobe Bryant trial. And then it shows him, like, throwing a condom into the garbage. And he's like, Kobe! And then, like, the ending frame is the condom hanging over the garbage can. For the skit. Oh, boy. Uh, I gotta fact check this. So, hold on a second. You guys just... No. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need for podcasting. Given minutes. Yeah, just give me a second. Sure, Brian. You take all the time you need. In the meantime, I'm gonna keep talking about this episode of House. Which is the... Ninth episode of the series' second season. It originally aired on December 13th, 2005. And you can find it streaming on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it for yourself. And you got those big Prime bucks that you can spend. Yeah. Or you can buy it for 99 cents. Hmm. Or you could do that. That sounds like a steal, honestly. Much cheaper than paying for an episode of Digimon, even. Yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, I had Amazon Prime, but it's available for you, and you'll pay less for it than I paid to watch a children's show. I don't think House is a children's show. No, but at Digimon, I paid for it Oh, week. yeah, that makes sense. We exist in a continuity, Brian. <laughs> All right, well, for those of you who have 
not yet taking advantage of all the wonderful benefits of your Prime membership, here are a few details about what happened in this episode. House runs into a woman who is having seizures at an off-track bedding facility. He brings her into the hospital, and the team gets to work trying to determine her ailments. House battles with Foreman, who recently took over leading the team, as they cannot agree about whether or not the woman self-inflicted her conditions because she has Munchausen's, a disorder which causes her to mimic symptoms of diseases for attention. Through a series of very questionable testing and investigative methods, the team discovers she does indeed have Munchausen's, but also has an infection. They put her on the proper treatment plan, and the episode ends with House, alone, back at the off-track bedding facility, and the patient talking with a doctor at a different hospital to seek more attention. And then she moves to New York City, finds three really great friends, and never looks back. <laughs> I runs for office. <laughs> runs for office. That's right. Everyone like says she's not from New York, but she's New York in her soul. Oh, and it's never left her. Why would it? <laughs> Cynthia Nixon is a treasure. You heard it here, folks. First, folks. I don't. I don't cosign. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call Cynthia Nixon a treasure, but I did quite enjoy her in this episode. Yeah, she oh, was yeah, she's great. Very strong in this episode, and this mm-hmm. like is like well acted and stuff for like the first episode of a tv show we watched that's well acted so that's Mm -hmm. that was nifty yeah easily this is probably one of the best acted episodes we've watched in our podcast series so far i mean what are are some other highlights lowlights for you guys i i think we're all pretty familiar with the series in general i mean i certainly didn't watch the whole thing but you know a good portion in the middle at least what about you guys? I, th- I think I think House is a really good show in a sense that you can pretty much pick up any episode out of context and be pretty all right with it. You know, especially an episode like this, where there's not a whole lot going outside of like the larger story arc. But in regards to this and really other case of the week, quote unquote, you can step in get a really great grasp of who the characters are and where they stand with one another and just watch the ep- watch a really smart guy solve a problem cure an ailment <laughs> well it's it's yeah it's like designed to be a syndicated network like popcorn drama right so kind of like the start of the obsession well i don't even want to say it's like i don't know you'll go in there you'll get your pseudoscience you'll probably learn a new word and whether or not all the other words they say relate to anything, who knows? I don't necessarily think they do in this episode, but that's okay. Everyone had fun. No reason to be a poopy pants. Everybody's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this episode is a great example of this shift in TV you're seeing around this time, which is networks know that they can't just rely on the case of the week format to draw on viewers you have to have a little bit more of this serialization going on so you have the basic setup with the patient but then you also get these elements of the ongoing story you get you know the foreman and house dynamic and a few other things that are happening but you don't necessarily need to have all that backstory to get the basic enjoyment out of watching the show that you get from just understanding what the patient case is mm-hmm. i mean they it's pretty like surface level to the like details on it like house well like the character of house is like immediately like i'm disgruntled so 
you can believe he's disgruntled because he plays it that way the entire time. So, like, it doesn't matter that it's like, how did he lose his position? I don't know. He's just a pissy guy. Somebody died. That's sure. how it happened. I mean, yeah. They did In a, a pretty hospital? good job sure. of just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just did a pretty good job of saying, here's what happened. Don't worry about it. You don't need to... You don't care. We don't care. Chase killed somebody in a previous episode. Foreman's on a power trip. And House is just going to be old House. House is here to do what he does best. Medical malpractice. Medical malpractice and riding motorcycles in the snow. And he's all out of motorcycles in the snow. Do you think this? Do you think the motorcycle part was like a reshoot too? Because like, <laughs> I'm very confident the last scene was a reshoot. And, like, just to be like, oh, fuck, it's Christmas, we forgot. Uh, (laughs) Like, I wonder if that was, like, also a reshoot to be like, this will justify it a little more. (laughs) I mean, it's not like they titled the episode Three Wise Men or something like that. I mean, it's called Deception. They don't, I don't think they make any attempts to make this the best Christmas television show episode of all time. I think they just, you know, kind of like what you're saying, John. Oh, shit, it's Christmas. Uh, uh, quick reshoot. Yeah, that's like for sure. I'm so confident in that. Get this man a Christmas sweater stat. Yeah, but see, this is this is where I'm going to need to disagree with you guys. Because, well, I, I agree that the from the patient perspective, this – episode could have gone anywhere in the season it clearly doesn't have anything specifically to do with christmas and the ongoing story stuff with foreman and house i mean that obviously fits in with the narrative of where the season is going but to say that oh they reshot this or whatever i mean you can see that it is snowing in the background of every shot and there are point setup plans everywhere in this episode okay. so i think while they maybe didn't want to focus mm. on christmas to a huge extent in this episode, I think they did want to communicate that while it is Christmas in the real world, yes, it is also Christmas here in this episode. <laughs> I guess I didn't know what the poinsettias. My bad. Oh, they're there. You always gotta be on the lookout for the poinsettias. <laughs> that's how you that's how you dress a set for Christmas. That's how you get those cranberries out. Poinsettias. Damn straight. I think the episode <laughs> kind of reflects how House feels about Christmas, I imagine. He doesn't care. Why should we? Let's not have a whole episode about, you know, Chase going, oh, but it's Christmas Eve. We really have to do this biopsy tonight? Can't it wait until the 28th? No, the patient will die. Like. (laughs) It's the harsh reality of medical work. (laughs) Right. You can't wait. There's no Halloween heist of an appendix. So, like, why would there be a heart, like, a heavy focus on Christmas? That would actually be way more fun for House. Oh, and 100% would. Just like... <laughs> there there is be... a real opportunity for a crossover there. Yeah, they they really fucked that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just mm-hmm. some good Christmas. Some good Christmas complaining and bits. Uh... <laughs> so, besides the lack thereof of Christmases to this episode, outside of, let's say, the Christmas dressing we saw on the set pieces, I mean, what do you guys really think stuck out in this episode for for me one of the things was cynthia nixon who as an actress i could kind of take her lead but i thought she did a really good job in this episode especially her rapport with hugh laurie i mean 
to a certain extent, this show is just people being terrible doctors for an hour before they figure it out in the end. But watching Hugh Laurie work with Cynthia Nixon, you realize just how much of this show rested on his shoulders and why it was as popular as it became. Hmm. There just I think there wasn't that many super good actors doing TV in 2005 like Laurie was. Like that was kind of like the first time we were getting those like English stage actors being like paychecks, my dudes. Which kind of, kind of, give me that syndication. Kind of like led to like TV getting better, right? Because like you look at like our super show is cast. It's all, but kind of like maybe the exception of like Breaking Bad is just these like English Shakespeare actors being like, all right, I did Hamlet. Someone pay me. Yeah, and I think it's this thing with British television where it's like, oh, would you like to do this series and film eight episodes, and we'll do a series every couple of years or would you like to do 24 episodes in america and be the number one star and just have that nice regular cash flow coming in and it was also like on fox right so super accessible yeah a lot of people could watch it yeah and i think that if i'm not mistaken this is kind of where fox starts to transition from the kind of trashy reality show terrible sitcom fox that we know into the fox that's a little better known for producing some really nice good dramas you know along the lines of this and say like 24 or something Mm, look at us (laughs) because if i think about if i think about fox i think about the prestige Mm, we've got hugh laurie (laughs) hugh come here and do an american accent for us his american accent is so good Compared it's really to, good, yeah. Compared no, to now, I want to I want to contradict what John was saying though for a second. Uh, you know, like it kind of like not being great writing, and like I disagree. Like as far as a formula goes, like they hit all the beats and they hit them really well, and they didn't spend too much time. I felt like on like one conflict or uh, one problem, and it just kind of kept everything moving at a pretty good pace, where I didn't feel like exhausted. You know, like at the end of Mad Max, where it's like, ah, shit, that was just like a two-hour car chase. But it was it was like a nice jogging pace for the episode, and I really enjoyed that. And I think that's why House held up for so long. Well, like, my my thing is, especially with, like, shows like House and CSI, and I've never watched it, but I presume, like, NCIS, is I hate pseudoscience. So I don't think it's, like, a poorly written television show. I just think they use words that don't relate to what they're talking about or are words that they did like super cursory research for all right like, hold on a second hold on let's that would be my criticism I, of the writing not them i want a brief pause so we can add a jingle to go to john pseudoscience quarter <laughs> well like john take it away no it's just like I'm like people probably have what's like now called like fictitious disorder. I don't think it's super common. When I was I was looking through it because I got curious, and I've never quite seen a DSM entry that looks like it because it looks like they really actively don't want people diagnosed, and the doctors in this are just like immediate like hell yeah that's what it is get her out of here kind of situation. And also don't just just for life advice don't yell at a mentally ill person just for being mentally ill. That's not anyone's advice and then like i'm also pretty sure like a lot of the stuff they're doing with the ach 
doesn't make a ton of sense in terms of the glandular stuff they're talking about but i would have to look harder and right now i'm doing the same thing i'm yelling at them for so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean to your point it's it's not even so much about the bad writing it's about these doctors just being terrible for an hour i mean you have cameron leaving these pills out to trick the patient into taking them i mean you have house mixing up this cocktail to prove his theory right (laughs) you know it's just it's hard to imagine why we thought these guys were so cool because it's like no that's that is not how you treat a patient what is wrong with you (laughs) there's no time we have to save the patient's life there's no time i feel like they would have done so much more work before trying to remove someone's bone marrow too I feel like that's a bigger deal than, hey, man, you want me to burn out all your bone marrow? Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's get that done tomorrow then. Like, I feel like that's like a way <laughs> Hold on process. a second. Can we burn out my bone marrow before or after I pick up groceries? Burning out my bone marrow sounds like a metal band from 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Crawling in my skin. Oh, no, that's like... I was getting, like, real Baroness vibes from that band in my uh, head. Okay, sorry. I, 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 went, I immediately went new metal with it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I mean, from this time frame, let's be honest, that's probably the most emo band name you could probably get down with. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they for sure had a song that started by screaming, let's go. <laughs> I did like that in this episode, they really brought it back to the origins of House, which is that he is the doctor version of Sherlock Holmes. Like, I think you really see that shine through in this episode. Like, he's he's very brusque with people. He doesn't really care for people unless he does, and then he really does. And you really get this deductive reasoning as we slowly eliminate possible causes to, to get down to what the disease is. Now, of course, that being said... You know, walking up to a patient, taking out a scalpel and cutting them and say, mm, this smells like grapes, probably not the most recommended procedure to pull out. But, you know, he gets there in the end. Pull my finger. <laughs> That's the, I think that would be, that would make doctor's visits way more cool if everyone just was a monster, I guess. But <laughs> can you even imagine if you like we're at the doctor's office tomorrow and another doctor just barges in is like, hey, stand still and just like grabs your arm, whips out a knife and cuts it. And he goes like, there it is. There's the blood. He's got it. He's got he's got the thing. And you just be standing there like, what the fuck just happened? Or the doctor just like made my eyes leak orange. to be like ah yes fictitious disorder they have fictitious disorder oh man like i also at no point do they consult a psychiatrist which what the fuck but okay there's no time (laughs) they're doctors damn it they keep talking about it though don't they they just keep going like oh yeah we're definitely gonna get you that psych (laughs) console and then they just never do because they're too busy fucking around with their own hypothesis about what's actually wrong with her that they just never get around to it do you think house is a pervert or do you think he could smell the grapes from great distance at the end of the episode that is a good question they had like they were gonna fuck 
at yes. the start of the episode. And then he was well, like, they were eye fucking each other for a while. And maybe he has like a panty fetish we don't know about. So he was like, let me just go after these real quick, like I would have. And he was like, oh, oh shit, grapes. Do you think there's a take somewhere uh, where he actually sniffs panties first and then they thought, you know what, we shouldn't use this? Let's get the bra. Let's get the bra. Oh, yeah, maybe. I have my bad on that. But yeah, he's a. Uh... Yeah, underwear in general, not a great look. I think that might no. not be it. Yeah, don't. Don't smell someone's undergarments with, like, I mean, with their consent, I guess. But what if it would save their lives? You're not, you're not Dr. House. You don't have the nose of a dog and the brain of a mad scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that, that, that's where you're wrong. (laughs) I will say, just going on the fictitious disorder stuff, they did go out of the way to, like, they could tell they, like, read something, because they had had her, like, hit classifications for it really easy, which is pretty cool. Like, being, like, she, they show that she super knows medical stuff really far in advance, and she has super confusing medical records, and, like, they do the stuff to be, like, oh, yeah, those are, like, what you would look for if you were diagnosing. So, like, that's cool, but, like, I don't think, I'm suspicious of network TV and science. (laughs) Well, when most medical professionals say the most medically accurate show is Scrubs, I think the rest of them have a little bit of work to do. <laughs> Eagle! I'm looking at a Reddit post from four years ago where uh, user Midlife Crisis says it's spectacularly unrealistic. Yeah, I was going to presume. I don't think... I. Don't, I I would again cooler world, but I don't think you can just stab somebody and pull your boss yeah. over and be like, "Yep, that's it. You're cured." <laughs> like, <laughs> all good. Yeah, I mean, talking about her illness, that that kind of brings me to one of two things I kind of wanted to pick your guys' brains on in regards to this episode. One of which is the title of this episode is Deception. And, like, pretty early on in the episode, they figure out it's Munchausen's. So, like, I was left wondering, is is that the deception? Like, is that, is that that's it? It seems to connotate something bigger going on, but that just kind of seems to be it on the surface. Or do you guys think there's something else that I'm missing that has a deeper meaning in regards to the title? Uh, probably on the surface, but maybe because they're, like, giving... Omar Epps, Hugh Laurie's job, and they're not telling him. Oh, could mm. be. So, like, is that the deception? Because he's like, you're not going to tell him to uh, the boringest white man in the world. Yeah, I suppose it could also have something to do with House's deception of injecting her with that cocktail of drugs he put together. But, I mean, at the same time, everyone knows he's lying, so... I don't know. I, I, you know, not a very good Christmas title episode. Not a very good episode title in general. <laughs> I think. I think uh, it's just. I it's think a it's network show. So what are we gonna? What are you gonna do? You know, that's that showbiz baby. I don't think you need to dive any deeper into it and try to figure it out. It's just. It is what it is. Well, so this leads me to the second thing I wanted to pick your guys' brains about, which is, you know, we've mentioned this episode has so very little to do with Christmas outside of you know they play. Christmas time is here from a Charlie Brown Christmas special at the very end, which, you know, while classic also kind of comes out of left field. So I, I'm wondering, is there some 
bigger Christmas theme or allegory we're just completely missing out on here. I mean, for me, I was really trying to stretch my brain and mm-hmm. do some mental gymnastics to really figure out something that would fit and make sense. But the best I could do is that, like, people like getting attention around the holidays. I don't know. Do you guys have anything better? I've got actually, I've got a really, uh, uh, it's as long as it can be as a note regarding this point. Uh, and uh, again, to answer your quest, quest, question, Chris, um, no. Oh, okay. There is no allegory. This is just an episode of House. <laughs> yeah, I think like the only thing they use Christmas for is to show that like House is a spectacularly sad and lonely guy, which is like what they do with most things relating to House. Mm-hmm. When they, cause they like show like, it's kind of, it's like a sad scene. It would have been like a sick start of an episode scene if they were going to do an actual Christmas episode with the like Charlie Brown song and him like sadly at the track or whatever. That like, <laughs> that was a cool scene, <laughs> but and it probably would have been like a cool episode start, but not like. Yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned that, why, why didn't they do that? I mean, that would have been way better if you have that little Christmas stuff at the beginning and then you put her there too and then he makes everyone work over the Christmas holiday that would have been great and that's, it why, been. that's why I thought it like been. the episode feels disjointed it's like just like just the very end is like but he's also sad he's so sad even his friend knows he's extra sad he lost his job or whatever I think by this point it's not and he's sad it's hey remember House is sad. <laughs> Don't forget it. Don't ever fucking forget it. This is a sad, sad man. For this episode being on Fox, it certainly has some fucking real uh, hyper-conservative opinions on mental health. You should yell at every addict. Every addict. Uh, presume they'll never get better. And also, if someone has a depression-based illness, it's their fault. And you should scream at them in the hospital and tell them you don't give a fuck about them. That's... That's how you get results. <laughs> so. It's important you do that, yeah. Yeah. that's how, And that's impor- especially important on Christmas. Uh-huh. So that's the allegory, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to, to yell at your loved ones with abuse problems. Yeah. There you go. And that actually brings up one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about, which is this is our third episode of the podcast. Uh, we've now had the opportunity to spend two episodes uh, in hospitals so wanted to do a quick around the horn. Would you rather spend your Christmas in House's Hospital or the Gilmore Girls Hospital? Get Gilmore Girls, yeah, for it's sure. Real, it's not yeah. a question. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I just going from personal life experience. I don't. I don't need Gregory House telling me I'm a bitch because I'm my dad's dying and I'm sad about it. Right? Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on top of it, in the Gilmore Girl universe, you do have the possibility, no matter how improbable, that Luke is going to come into your room accidentally oh. and console you. Yeah. Well, it's that would be the dream. <laughs> just, just as he's sprinting around the hospital with his, like, covering his eyes. Yeah. And you also might be... You could... <laughs> You might be, and you also might be a 16-year-old boy in the uh, Gilmore Girls universe, which puts you right in Lorelai's range. 
did anyone else catch that this episode's like super dismissive of women too <laughs> or maybe just house in general why wouldn't i be a good leader Oof. well you fucked everybody <laughs> why wouldn't i be a good leader well you don't have any leadership skills but other than that you'd be great <laughs> get on my motorcycle guys yeah wrap your arms around me woman daddy house gonna save the day daddy house is gonna whisk you away baby Woo. i hope you like pina coladas getting caught in that rain all right well i think we have badgered the good doctors of princeton plainsboro for long enough so let's give our final judgments on this episode real quick chris good doctors is a stretch you can just say doctors <laughs> i suppose that's true brian but that's also a different show the good doctors so you know <laughs> are they good doctors in a good place that's also a different show oh. yeah yeah but do you think these good doctors would find love in a hopeless place? I don't know. <laughs> different song. I, yeah, that is a different song. You're right. You're right. I just hope they let the good times roll. <laughs> That's a different theme and motif. Than what we... <laughs> okay. All right. Are we going to call this a... <laughs> All right, back on the Christmas train. Are we going to call this a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal? Brian, you start us. Oh, it's a lump of coal for sure. There's nothing Christmas-related. I will watch this again in 20 years uh, on a hot July day, and uh, not think twice about it, other than, oh, man, I wish it was winter. Not, um, I can't wait for Christmas this year. That's it. John? I will never watch this again. It's a lump of coal. The only reason you'd watch this around Christmas is if you were dating a weird girl in 2008 and she was way too into house. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this episode of House Woo! can hit the road. Roadhouse. Daddy brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got there. He got there. Oh, man. Didn't see it coming. No one ever does. No, no. You're the master, John. You're the master. Woo! Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need to agree with my co-host on this one. Lump, lump of coal. There's there's really no reason you would watch this episode other than your binging house from start to finish. And in that case, you'd come across this episode and be like, cool, great episode of House. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. But you're not really going to get any kind of Christmas feels from it so lump of coal all around hey oh good job very proud of what we did here today yeah i think yeah. i think we did a really really nice job of telling people not to bother with this holiday episode because at the end of the day it's yeah. not going to do it for them but with every failure we find there is of course the opportunity to discover a new episode which really hits that Christmas sweet spot for people. So with that in mind, should we let the people know what we're going to be covering next? Oh, please do. Oh, yeah. All right. So for episode four, we will be watching and reviewing I'm Scheming of a White Christmas from Home Improvement. Yes. So that is going to be available on Hulu 
if you want to watch it for yourself before our next episode is released in a few days. Before you watch it, remember that cool, cool, Tim cool. Allen got arrested for selling cocaine and spends his twilight yelling at people about being a better mm-hmm. person. He uh, also thinks he should be able to say the N-word. Oh, whoa, I missed that one. I cannot wait to talk about it next week. That will be a true Christmas gift. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. But in the meantime, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all those things go a long way to helping us get off the ground here. For those of you who have already, thank you so much. Um, you know, We're going to be coming out with episodes every other day up to and including Christmas Day. So you know, the only way... <laughs> you can stay up to date is by subscribing we might have bonus episodes so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast Woo. and you got to leave subscribe leave nice awesome reviews about how cool we are you know or just reviews nice my mom reads them oh, okay fine 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 yeah we gotta remember about yeah. john's mom she's very sensitive that's right that's, she, oh boy keep, she can't keep being reminded i'm garbage you got to say he's a nice young man who's doing nice things on a nice podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. John, you're so nice. It should be all, all of the it, reviews, actually. should say exactly yes. that. How, how nice a boy is yeah. John? Yes. There's your theme. Work with him. Yes. And each episode, we are going to have a goal for the number of reviews we'd like to hit. This episode's goal is four for the four weeks of Advent, which we are still a little bit away from, but we're getting there. So help us get to those four reviews by leaving them on iTunes. You can also get in touch with us by shooting us a note at yuletidetv at gmail.com. Email us your questions, comments, concerns, uh, your favorite Christmas episode, your Christmas queries that if you need some holiday advice, let us know. Shoot us a note. Uh, Maybe we'll get around to sharing those on a future episode. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with anything else, you can always follow us on social media at Yuletide TV on Instagram and Twitter. Woo! Talk to Chris about Digimon. We're glad you're alive. You no, no more discussions about Digimon. <laughs> we are past the Digimon. No, talk talk to Chris about Digimon. Oh, but we could have discussions about Digimon. You can talk to me about Pokemon. I don't know. Like, <laughs> why can't the original Digidestin pull their own Pokemon out of the Digiworld? Are they lazy, or are they just Send inept? Chris an email about which Digidestin do you think would most likely work in a medical field. <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Uh, the answer is obviously Joe. Duh. So join us in two days when we do Home Improvement. Until that time, I have been Chris. I've been Brian. I've been John. Thanks for listening, and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're glad you're alive. We're glad, yeah. We're glad you're alive and Merry Christmas. We're glad you don't need to be treated by these doctors. Correct, yeah. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.